And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Frank Thomas is the king of Gumdrop Mountain. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the greatest 52 minutes of your entire life. It's on the part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball podcast. With me, as always, my friend and yours, Ian Cat. Yo, I, it was like, yeah, that's, yeah, uh huh. Your friend and mine, Derek. Van Good morning. Let's party. It's great to be back. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'll be back for. Maybe uh, this week, maybe next. We'll see. It's very, very happy and exciting to have you here. I have to say, uh, for people who did not have a chance to listen to last Wednesday's podcast, uh, you know, Derek Van Riper's opening, it still still brings stitches to my sides, how, how amazing it was. And then have, I played it for Nando right before we went back. Uh, just now and it, it's just it's just too much fun it's just yeah. ridiculous it was really i mean it was i listened back and i'm like was that me did i did they use a video uh like a <laughs> right. audio recording of me or was that like a man impressive who does the impressions around here fella jesus i know well it's kind of <laughs> like when you try to take control of the show in the rundown you know that's what it's it feels true. like yeah, now yeah you know what it feels true. like yeah yeah that's true <laughs> that's fair that's true that's fair on today's show, uh, we got a very long, I, I made a very detailed rundown because I didn't know if I would be here for today's show uh, and I didn't want to leave the guys hanging. So we got a lot. I doubt we'll get to all of it, which I guess is good because there'll be leftovers for next week. Um, but <laughs> but in true uh, under the radar fashion, I'd like to start with number 18. Uh, <laughs> that's where I went to, to bed because I'm more obsessed with him. As I'm putting the rundown together and I'm milb hunting, I, uh, I ran into, this. it's spelled E-Guy Rosario. Yep. And it's it's pronounced Eggy Rosario. Um, he's a middle infielder slash third baseman in the Padres system. Currently hitting 270 with a 364 on base percentage. 14 mm-hmm. homers, 14 steals so far this season. Yep. Had 31 doubles last year and double-digit home runs. The on-base percentage is legit. The batting average is a little bit up and down, but I mean, you know, this guy played in the AFL um, on zero radars. I just picked him up in that 24-team dynasty league for a buck. Uh, no other bids. Not on zero radars. Chris Baseball Pods picked up Eggy Rosario in the Devil's Rejects. All right. Well, he's on one radar. There's a, yeah, yeah, there's certainly under many radars. Uh, 1.357 OPS, five home runs, three steals, 13 walks in the last 11 games. So normally mm-hmm. we'd be like, Got this guy, yeah. But he's blocked. Ian. What do you do in this kind of situation? He's a good pickup. He's a good pickup in uh, all dynasty leagues. He has power. He has speed. I actually watched some film on him this week as I was looking at Yuri. What is it? What's his last name? Esturi Ruiz. Yes. Thank you. Esturi Ruiz. And I was like, wait, who's Eggy Rosario? Yeah. I was like, whoa. So I went and I watched some film on him. He's got, did you guys watch? He's got quite a swing. It's kind of Adolis-like. In a way, or it's got, it's just got a boom stick to it at the end. Like he's got a great follow through. Um, and I, yeah, I liked him. I was like, wow. And I went and I looked for him. I was like, oh, maybe I pick him up in Devil's Rejects right now. Did not pick him up because, as I said, Chris Baseball Pods uh, picked him up. So that's what happens when you have smart players. And would you make a trade at this point? Have you become that level of obsessed? All right. No, 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 no. There are other leagues. Go pick him up in one of the other leagues. That's what I do. Divert. Uh, yeah, ha Young Kim is starting it short. Um, obviously, Cronenworth and Machado at second and third, all the positions that, that he plays. He played a little bit at first, but that's still Hosmer and Void at DH. Even the, like even with everything I just read, C.J. Abrams is sitting on the bench um, for the Padres. Trade deadline's coming up. You know, maybe someone will like him. Um, you know, seems like maybe a, I don't know, like a Cubs kind of target, maybe? kind of. You know, like he seems like that kind of player that's creeping under the radar, but is really good, and one of those smart GMs might snag him. Um do you does that turn you off at all to this? Like, if he doesn't get traded, he's, you know, he's blocked, or is this somewhere like just grab him, town will win out, something will happen? In a deep enough league, I think you could just hold him for a while and see what happens. But I think he makes sense as someone that the Padres would trade because they don't have any immediate need for him. They don't necessarily have a long term need for him either. 
and he would fit well on a rebuilding team because they could afford to give him a lot of playing time. The only thing that I would be a little careful with, we know the PCL, we've said this a million times, it is a very hitter-friendly league. The Padres affiliate there, El Paso, is one of the most hitter-friendly environments in a hitter-friendly league. So the game power is probably less than high 20s home run power. But yeah, he is, by all accounts, someone who hits the ball harder than you'd expect for a player his size, and there is a lot of speed there. And there's pretty good plate skills too, right? Double-digit walk rate, K rate's not out of control. So a nice all-around player that has a few ways to become a good fantasy player if the situation breaks right. But I mean, you add Tatis back into the mix in the second half too, and there's even one yeah. more one more big block to playing time. So I, I think he's a perfect pickup now in deep league sort of guy and, and hope that the trade actually gives him some late season value. But not redraft, right? We're not talking redraft. No, we're talking dynasty. Keep keeper dynasty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, or, you know, if you're in redraft, maybe keep an eye on him for next year. If he gets traded somewhere, you know, in a week, yeah. that's a dude you want to like, oh, who E-Guy, what a silly name. Like, no, man, like that's grab him if he gets traded to a, a good situation. Yeah, if he gets traded to the A's, I think the Padres are more likely to trade one of their starters is what I'm reading. But that doesn't make sense to me. Like, why? Why trade one of your starters? It, it just doesn't, you know, you go buy starters. It's interesting. It, it's one of the most fun times of the year is the trade deadline. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, I, DVR, you mentioned Tatis. Uh, Virginia Zakis from Inside Injuries, who does a weekly column for us, did a uh, second half look ahead of all the injured, like the injured stars, 11 stars, and basically gave like what the injury was, when the expected return is, and then a couple paragraphs on you know what to expect when they come back. It is like, like it is a fantastic column. I want to read I, that column. Can dude, I read you that got, column? Like, yeah. What's her name you, again? I'm sorry. Virginia Zakis. From inside injuries, it is. I, you could argue this is some of the most valuable stuff. Like she talks about Degrom, and talks about how all of his injuries have been to the right side. Um, there's a reason he keeps getting hurt. A thorough evaluation of his mechanics is necessary to finally put an end to his ongoing arm problems. I don't see him making through the year without another injury. And she's they, they're right a lot. Like this is from doctors, and they have an algorithm. And it's anyway, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, the best case, the best case scenario for Tatis. Has him being cleared in the next week to swing the bat without restrictions. If that goes well, he could start a rehab assignment by the end of the month, but I don't think we can expect him to make his season debut until mid-August. When he returns, he should be healthy enough to help the Padres, although he won't look like his old self right away. Um, you know, she talks about the, the wrist injury sap, a little bit of power. Um, Tatis believes he's close to being fully cleared. I wouldn't trust what he says, though. The slow recovery shouldn't come as a surprise as this bone is slow to heal due to poor blood supply. Um, it's really, like, it's just smart stuff like that. So yeah, I I just I just what just read through it really quick um, and saw some things that I was looking for, including Freddie Peralta back early August available in many NFBC leagues or maybe not anymore. But I picked him up in TGFBI and Rob and I Rob and I picked him up TGFBI and the main event. Uh, so we'll be very excited to get him back because he was free. Well, not free, but like 15 bucks out of a thousand. essentially free yeah, out of a thousand. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ian, you had so. When I was making this rundown, I was thinking, I'm like, should I put Jorge Mateo on there? Because I wonder if there's a scenario where a guy, and I, I didn't I didn't know where to begin looking for this. I know I can. A guy steals 40 bases and hits under 200 for the 500 playing Orioles, which is the greatest surprise of all time. It's super fun, too. That, uh, isn't that, it amazing? That, yeah, but that's Adley Rutschman. I believe that's Adley Rutschman. I believe adding Rutschman to the team just changes the complete dynamic of a team like that. You know, uh, you, you get oh, the says, bad. Says the former catcher. I think it's important, um, but getting getting a bad bat out of there, getting and just adding excitement to the club, it, it's really it's awesome to watch. It's really awesome to watch. And if I might say, Jorge Mateo is batting two hundred two, so it's, oh, it's cool. I mean, I'm, he could dip. All right, fine. But, yeah, no, then easily. let's just take he him off the list. Dip. No, no, but but I put him on because you know everyone talks about how bad he is, how bad he is, how bad he is. But let's extrapolate these numbers over the course of a season now. 202 average. So think of it like your Joey Gallo type player. He'll have 62 runs and 46 RBI. Not great. But he'll also have 14 home runs and 44 stolen bases as your middle infielder. And it's you can very, move him to outfield in case someone and gets And you hurt. can move him to outfield. And he can be on your bench. And if you need... But, but those 44... I mean, like last night... He singled. I was like, is he going to run? Of course he's going to run. He ran. He stole another base. He also hit a home run. I think he's in Chicago a lot, you know, and he's hitting home runs 
in Wrigley Field that would not be home runs in Orioles Park, Camden Yards, as they call it. But right now, he's the in, on CBS, the 158th ranked baseball player for fantasy baseball. DVR, isn't that, you know, isn't that good? Isn't that good? Can't you get yourself Luis Arias to balance that out? And then all of a sudden, boom, you've got speed and just enough power that it's not just, a, it's, it's not Billy Hamilton. It's not quite Billy Hamilton um, because there is power. I think th- how much you lose in the runs and the RBIs category, it forces you to be a lot stronger around the rest of your lineup. But it's possible to make it work. I mean, what do you think in a 15-team league, what do you think Mateo's actually been worth so far according to the earned value calculator? Seven or eight dollars. I'd say more like 11. He's got, I think he's, well... As of now, I don't know, but I think that power is going to come in the second half. Tough in that right. ballpark. But. Yeah, I'd go with you. Yeah, but I mean, he's got he's got seven, right? Yeah, I'm going to say seven or eight dollars. The Rotowire earn value number is five for Jorge Mateo. So oh, it's a garbage calculator. What is in what is it in ale only? Hmm, can I, you do that? I can do that. It's going to take because I got him for three. I guess that's also a question that I haven't thought of yet. Are there more steals in the American League or National League? Like, where's that American? Scarcity? American. Definitely go. American. These were 15 in a mono league. That's the thing. Though. Nice. The threshold for what you need for runs and RBIs in a mixed league compared to a mono league is a, is yeah. a huge difference. And I think gotcha, that's fully gotcha. re- fully reflected in he's three 15. times more valuable in a mono league. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Got him for three. That's what I was crying about. Or crying. I wasn't crying. I was screaming, dancing, and joking. I still think that he brings value. I think that next year... Uh, he goes for eight to ten dollars easily. Well, but then you know you never know. Gunnar Henderson might be coming up. Who knows? But no, I, I just nice. No, I think dope. he's more, he'll go more than that. I think. Mm. Nah, mm. Pe- people people don't like the flaws that Mateo has. So I, I think Ian's got it. What if he fixes them in this? I mean, what if he ends the season hitting two fifty five with? He can't. He won't twelve do that. home runs. He won't do that. I mean, and let's say steals. two. How about two twenty? Even 220 would be a huge upside from what he's doing, right? Because he's got to hit 250. He's going to have to hit 300 for the rest of the season. He's not going to hit 300. Uh, look what Nick Senzel just did in the last three weeks. He went from like 220 to 260. Yeah, they're more at bats for Mateo. It's going to be harder for him to get to 300. Um, but if he, I mean, if he raises his average, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's undeniable with seven home runs so far, adding that power. 14 home runs matters, and 44 stolen bases matters a ton. Yeah. 44 stolen bases wins you leagues. How many guys with 44 stolen bases are going to hit 12 home runs, 12 to 13 home runs, right? You know, like you, you'd say Billy, Billy Hamilton. I think everyone jumps to that, you know, but like he didn't have any power. You know, he hit one or two home runs. You know, he had 600 at bats. This guy can hit 15 to 17. He's only 25, you know? Yeah. Well, is he 25? I think he's 27. I could be wrong. I think he's 27. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he made his debut when he was 25. I was just glancing at that real quick. Uh, but hold on. I'm going to look up for all players' stolen bases. Oh, wait. Watch this. Hey, Google. How old is Jorge Mateo? There you go. 27. <laughs> right, I got so my Tommy, Wi-Fi down here now, and it talks to me. It's very exciting. So uh, John Birdie <laughs> hey, is not going to... What movie is Ian Khan best known for? Please stop. So John Birdie's not going to hit you 14 home runs. Tommy Edmond can hit you 14 home runs. Cedric Mullins is on this list. He'll hit you more than that. Rosa Reina, I just can't. I just can't. Uh, Trey, Trey Turner, Ronald Acuna, Bobby Witt Jr. So like that's what we were talking about with guys with that level of speed. Harrison Bader, I guess, could hit you. So, I mean, it's that same level. What, what has Harrison Bader delivered so far this year? I, I'm going to guess, even with the injury, $12 so far. 12 to almost $15 so far. Mm, yeah, he might be a little under that. He's under, yeah, he's got four. He's missed some time, too. I mean, only 21 RBIs, 35 runs scored. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, and I'd love to have her. Anyway, the point is you got to get stolen bases. It's not something that I struggle with. I don't struggle with finding stolen bases because um, I make it a point in the draft to get stolen bases. Um, but you got to get them. And there's a great place to get them. I'm telling you, he if he keeps up this exactly, 202 average, 14 home runs, 44 stolen bases, Glenn Colton. He's going to be bidding up to 10, and I'm going to have to go to 11 to get him. Oh, so he is an $11 player. He would be for me, I guess. Uh, is he worth sure. it? How about this? Let's flip that. Whatever he goes for, he goes for. 
are you going to be in on? Oh, you just said you are. Maybe like DVR. This question's for you. Like, nah, DVR won't be on. Them. No, you know that he doesn't like him. No, he's not. He's just not going to go. He 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 won't go in on him for eleven dollars. Right? DVR? Am I right or am I wrong? I no, know. that's right. Yeah. No, he won't go for that. Uh, but I mean, yeah. But Julio Rodriguez is awfully good. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus, 15 home runs, 21 stolen bases, which the 274 batting average. Jeez, it's awfully good. Very good. Very good. Um, there's a, Legeza did a thing on MVP odds, or he's doing it. Uh, you know, he's the odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year, but I mean, he's still like a, a pretty long shot bet for MVP. I know Otani's going to take it, whatever, but like, I mean, Julio Rodriguez, with the season he's having, maybe he gets a third place. You know, like he's, if he keeps that up, he's, he's, Putting together MVP style numbers. What is the MVP? I mean, I guess we could do that next week too. I mean, next week is going to be fun because it's going to be the midpoint season. So hopefully, you are still, you know, able to be with us, Nando. But um, it, it'll be interesting because we could talk about who's the MVP. The fan, we could do the MVP and also the fantasy MVP. And Julio Rodriguez has to be in the conversation for the fantasy MVP because he he went for five dollars in AL labor to Tristan Cockroft. Right. And if you look at how he did, like, with in the context of Torkelson and all these other rookies who have just flamed out completely, uh, it, it makes him even more impressive. I'm telling you, this is the time to buy Torkelson. I don't know if this you can. Is, yeah, you can. You can You can get Torkelson now. In 12-team league, you can get him. I would stash him on the bench. I, we just put him in. We, we in GDD, Rob Mershek oh, and I took Julio Rodriguez for th- $5 and... Uh, Spencer Torkelson for three, I think it was. And we've really stashed Torkelson on the bench through most of the season. Rodriguez has just been ridiculous for us. But uh, we just put Torkelson in this week for the first time in like six weeks. And he went three, four last night. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I don't, but you wouldn't trade. But what I'm saying is like, if you have Torkelson on your team, chances are he wasn't dropped. Chances are you've just held because you're just waiting for him to turn around. So maybe, maybe most there were many times where Rob was like, "Let's drop Torkelson." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. He might figure it out. He might figure it out." Well, that's it. So if someone comes knocking, like are you even like, "Dude, I held on to this guy for three months. I'm not going to trade him to you now for Jorge Mateo." Uh, no, not for Jorge. Well, if I needed steals, I might consider that. Actually, I, Jorge Mateo is an interesting trade piece right now for a team that needs steals. For sure, you know, because he's going to give you that, especially in a mono league. But no, Torkelson, Torkelson's a hold. I'm just saying in 12 team leagues, he could be out there on the wire. If he is, he's worth two bucks out of a thousand, which he'll probably be able to get. Same way I said Aaron Hicks is about to get hot and then he got really, really hot. And then he broke his leg last night, it looks like, which is pretty sad. I mean, he, he looks really hurt. I, I just have a feeling that Torkelson might turn it around. Don't put him in the lineup. Just stash him on the bench and he might give you a couple of hot weeks. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, let me put him in the context of Nolan Jones and uh, Leody Tavares. Uh, and not exactly, we don't have to rank them. Oh, actually, you know, let me throw Josh Smith in there. Um, sure. Because okay. I guess uh, Tavares isn't really a rookie. Uh, but, you know, he's still yeah, 24 he years I mean, he's, he's a rookie. He's been around forever. He's 24 years old. He's He's got the same leash as a rookie. Like, he, 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 he's got to perform. He is, though. Like, 317 batting average, two homers, two steals. He's hitting doubles. He's got four doubles. Yeah, boy. Uh, that's right. Nolan Jones, I mean, like, everyone forgot about that dude. And I think because, you know, the injury and everything, yeah. but came up, started banging out. Um, and then uh, Josh Smith has been dropped in a lot of leagues mm-hmm. uh, that, that I'm in. I mean, he's, he went from 12% to 9% in CBS, but I'm just seeing his name, like, you know, the, the waiver wire report. Whoever was picked up, Josh Smith was dropped. But he's good. I mean, like, he's got numbers. It, it, he's going to turn it around, I think, and it seems like he's going to play. Um, Differ, where, where would you rank? 
all of them. Give me Torkelson, Jones, hmm. Tavares, and uh, Josh Smith. Rest of year. I mean, I know uh, it depends on what you need, but like just who you'd who you'd be excited about pursuing, I guess. Q value. Give me some Q value rankings. I, I might put Jones over Torkelson if I'm looking for some speed, just because Jones does run a little bit. But if we're not expecting Jones to run, I think I trust Torkelson to hit more in the second half than Jones does in his first prolonged stretch against big league pitching. So they're one, two, depending on your, your need. It's very close for me. Tavares versus Smith is kind of interesting. I, I think Josh Smith can get on base and, and steal some bases. I don't know if he's ever going to hit a ball out of the park. His only home run so far is an inside the park home run. He still doesn't have a barrel. He's got 22 games in the big leagues, zero barrels. And it's not a case where he's hitting the ball hard and hitting it on the ground. He's got a 23.7% hard hit rate, which is just abysmal. So I think he's a useful big league player, but I think he's really limited in the ways he's going to help us. And I think if he can get on base enough to be a leadoff guy, then maybe runs, OBP average could be fine, and steals could be his best categories, but he might be a huge negative in homers and RBIs forever. How about batting average? I mean, like, what would you peg him at for the rest of the year? The projections are all in the mid 240s to low 250s. He's at 261 right now, so I'd I mean, I think because of the lack of hard contact, that seems about right. I, I, I we see if you look in the minor league profile, you see some like 320, 330 numbers at the lower levels. I don't think he's getting to that. I think it's probably a 260, 270 type ceiling, unless he starts hitting the ball harder. That could obviously change. If he gets stronger, he's the heavier bat, whatever. Then he could, he could get better. Not if he's not barreling it. I mean, he's got to hit a barrel. 23.7% for a hard hit rate is just, I mean, that's really low. Uh, you know, maybe it's just going to come around. For you, Torkelson, Jones, Tavares, Smith. Yes? I think Tavares is just a little bit safer because he hits for more power. I think I think Lady Tavares has more raw power, and it's not even close. I'm going to surprise everybody with mine. Ready? Yeah, I'll go ahead. So, yeah, please pull back the curtain. Spotlight's on you. Tavares, one. Torkelson, two. Jones, three. Smith, four. I'm surprised by that top two. Very surprised by that. Yeah, I really like this Leonardo Tavares idea as a fantasy player. Just, I mean, it's just the last two games. It's just against Oakland, but just the last two games. Uh, last night, two for four, two doubles, RBI, a walk, strikeout, a stolen base. The day before, three for four, two doubles, three RBI, and a stolen base. I'm all about the stolen base, guys. And I do think Torkelson comes along. Nolan Jones, look, I own him in Maki. If people want to trade for him, it's a good time. It's a it's a good time to move him because he's hot. There's no book on Jones yet. Nobody cares. He hasn't played baseball in two years. Once he keeps doing what he's doing right now, I just don't I, I don't see it sustaining to that same level. You know, I think he's riding the wave. Great. Let him ride the wave. Uh he's had a really tough couple of years. I mean I would say 2019, he was a top 50 prospect. Now he's in the 150s, but he's up and he's playing and he's hitting. And he went for a lot of money in NFBC. And Rob was like, should we do it? I was like, no, we're not doing that. Let's not do that. I'm not interested in that. So uh, I, I, for me, Tavares, Torkelson, uh, Nolan Jones, and Josh Smith. Nando Dufino? Uh For me, it would be, I think, Torkelson, Tavares, uh Smith and maybe Jones tied. You know, I can okay. I can see them kind of being interchangeable. I, I don't believe Jones is going to keep up this crazy pace. But I do believe Smith is going to turn it around and do well. I like Smith. And surprise I do. a lot of people. Yeah, I like him. I like him. He's leading off every day. That's really good. That's a good lineup. With it's Simeon a Jaron Duran thing. And well, Jaron Duran Seager is just a beast lately. My goodness gracious me! I always go back yeah. to Keith Law writing about him uh, as he was drafted in twenty. 12 when that was really when I first started playing dynasty and really started playing fantasy baseball and remember him uh, having right out of the draft he he had him as the number 19 prospect way above everybody else like it wasn't even close nobody else everyone else had him in the 60s 70s like oh he might be good and and Keith Law was like this kid's going to be a beast and then he had injury problems and everything else and now it looks like I mean he's on track for 40 home runs it's it's really impressive it's like his big brother retired, and he's like, I'm the man now. 
<laughs> I'm the big daddy. Hey, Ian, you put Heartbreak and Tower Wars down here. I just I want to get into that while we still have a nah, we have so many other things. Let's, uh, Are they yeah. really? I feel like it's kind of, you know, we talk about some All players, right. we talk Esther about Ian's Ruiz. I talked about Esther Ruiz last, last week on the show without Nando, and we were talking, somebody asked about Esther Ruiz. I talked about how every week I had put in a bid for Esther Ruiz because I knew he was going to come up, and one thing I do need, the one place where I kind of need speed, I don't need it, but it would be great to have, is NL Tout. And uh, and I didn't I didn't bid for him this week. I took Buddy Kennedy instead, uh, and then traded him. <laughs> I bought him and then bought him for eleven dollars, and then traded him for James McCann, who I might get eighty dollars back for in Fab. So I sort of you know saw it as like a flip, literally a flip. And I wanted to get Victor Robles in for the possibility of speed that that Victor Robles because Victor Robles stole two bases last week but I was like you know what maybe they're not going to bring up Ruiz they had the chance to bring him up last week so the first week that I didn't kind of even put in a bid for him uh somebody else got him and that's that as is often the case as is often the case so I, I looked at my wife and I said I wish I was just and right now I'm in first place team looks great it's good the one place I need is speed and I looked at my wife and I said I wish I was a little bit better at this game. She was like, you're really good. I was like, yeah, but I wish I was just a little bit better because if I had Ruiz on the team, it would really help. Maybe, and maybe he doesn't play. You know, maybe maybe he comes up for a week, but he got a hit his first time up. People so, seem to love him. What's not to love? The kid's got 60 stolen bases in the minor league so far. 60, yeah. and what, like 12 home runs? Hitting like 314, I can't. Yes, heartbreak, 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 heartbreak part of the game it's 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 just part of the game make a trade right like especially like if someone picks up a guy in the league that you know that the the move is oh now i'm gonna try and trade him uh you know for the guys who you always hear about that like why are you trying to trade me this guy that you just picked up and so i, I think their value is artificially suppressed and maybe you could be like hey you just pick this guy up like, i'll give you something of substance for him yeah but you pick up a guy like that and you you buy a lottery ticket and then the lottery ticket comes through where you're planning to sit him for the week and then all of a sudden you get to play him for the week yeah but they could be thinking sell high and you're thinking maybe. sell at value your high is my value yeah all right well it's it's to be considered <laughs> all right. to be considered no all it's right. fair it's fair i'd have uh, to give up something pretty good though to get him do you? Uh, yeah, you would. Yeah, it's speed is speed in the National League is hard to find, you know. So you'd have to give up like a pretty like I, I considered sending him Tanner Scott for him. I'm, I kid you not, because that player needs saves, and I've got a big lead in saves. I'm second, but it goes Michael Simeone from SP Streamer has like 50. I've got 47. I like that next, guy. I like that guy. On next Twitter. guy. Yeah, he's good. Next yeah. guy's 36 and then 27. So I've got a big, and I still have Edwin Diaz. I just traded last week for speed. I traded to Tristan Cockroft. Um, oh, what's his name? Bard, Daniel Bard. Um, and the kid from Washington, the Nationals pitching prospect who is doing really well. What's his name? Not DVR. Do you know? Nationals uh, National pitching prospect, prospect. That's, that's a trick question. Say again, Kate Cavalli. That's it. Thank you. So it's it's. I gave him Daniel Bard, Kate Cavalli, and forty five dollars in Fab for Michael Harris. Right before, literally like five minutes before lineups locked. So you know, I'm I'm trading for speed, and Michael Harris stole two bases that day. So it was like, all right, there we go. That's what we're doing. So it's you know, fantasy baseball's tough, guys. It, it it it. You think you got it, then it slips through your fingers. But then you have a night like I had with Rob last night in the main event where we had we we had four starters going. Uh, we had Strider going. We had uh, Logan Webb going. We had Chris Sale going and Corey Kluber going. Four starters. Gave up, I think, three runs over 23 innings. Got two wins, an ERA one point something, and a whip under one with 30 strikeouts and went up 200 points in the main event. So it was really uh, it was it was a great night of baseball, fantasy baseball. It's one of those nights where you're like, well, we might win this thing. This is why I love this game. It's a fun game. Yeah, it is up fun to game. sixth, up to sixth place, two points behind fifth. Still winning our league quite quite safely against Dussault. But um, yeah, it's it was a good night last night. Better night last night than other nights where you go, oh my God, I hate this game. Ugh. This is going to be uh, super duper niche But at what point do you start looking at, okay, we've wrapped up this league? Because this happened to me in an NFC football league um, uh, where... We were playing actually with Michael Leone was the other team, um, and Vaccaro and I we were battling out for first, 
And they came to us and were like, hey, let's make a deal. Like, you know, one of the two of us is going to win. This is going to happen. Um, let's split this pot because we want to go for the overall. And, you know, we can do, we, if we don't have to worry about cashing out in this league, we just want to chase and like chase these categories. Actually, maybe this wasn't NFBC. I'm pretty sure maybe it was NFBC because you had to go chase the categories to hit the overall. And so, you know, we're like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Good luck. Um, and we'll see you later. And so we did it. And they actually chased an overall, and I think they finished in the top 25 in overall. At what point do you pull your partner aside and be like, let's see what we can do with this league, maybe cut a deal, so we can just start like racking up saves with Fab and go after the overall? No. No? Not at all. Oh, all not, right. Interesting. Not, not a chance. Not a chance. Because, I mean, right now we've got 126.5 points. Dussault has 108.5 points. And Daniel Baker, who has a really good team, I like that team a lot, has 107.5 points. So right now we have an 18-point lead in our league. It doesn't mean there's nothing guaranteed. It's it's the all-star break coming up, right? But no, we we I guess I would say about four weeks ago, we stopped thinking about our I, I don't think about our league anymore. I just think about what we need to compete in the overall. And there's no I don't care. I mean, if we win. Our league, we get eight grand. That's awesome, right? That's awesome. That'd be great. That'd be so much fun. But the overall has a has a the money would be amazing, but also just the the prestige of it all to to win the overall main event. Uh, and no, we need strikeouts. <laughs> we need strikeouts. We need to throw starters. And Dussault, uh was was really kind. I mean, I, I spoke to him. I think I I don't know if I mentioned on the show that I spoke to him again a few weeks ago, and he was he was very kind. He was like, "Yeah, you guys have a real chance to win the overall." And this is what you need to do. It was so great. He was like, are you calling to find out how to win the overall? And I was like, no, I was just calling to say, hey, and like, you know, talk the game. And he was like, oh, I thought you wanted to do that. So here's what you need to do to win the overall. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, yes, I, yes, please. Yes. I, that's why I'm calling. I'm calling to learn how to win the overall. But for us, <laughs> it's not about the league. It's, it's about we're, we're in the mix. I mean, we've got 57, 5,730 points. Person above us is 5,732. So we're really close to fifth place. We're within 200, almost 300 of first place overall. And we've got tons to make up in strikeouts. And this week is the first week we've done this. And I imagine we're going to do it a lot. We built up a big lead in saves, right? Because we have, from the beginning of the series, we drafted Taylor Rogers and Gregory Soto. And then we picked up Tanner Scott early. Um, And we've been rolling all three of those guys while we waited for Chris Sale to come back, while we were waiting for all these pitchers to arrive. We picked up Strider. We picked up Hunter Green, right? So those were two big strikeout guys because we knew with our draft, we our first four picks were hitters. So we didn't get big strikeout guys. We got Logan Webb and Hugh Darvish with our 5-6, and then Joe Ryan, uh, Jordan Montgomery with our next two starters. So they're great ratios, wins, but not really strikeout guys. Then we picked up Strider. Because when I was talking about it, I was picking him. And Hunter Green, we grabbed right after his almost perfect game. And we knew that we had Sale and Strasburg coming. And what we're doing now is we've got, we're sitting this week, Taylor Rogers, because he's at Colorado, even though he has seven games. He's got four games at Colorado, gave up two runs the other night, which is why we didn't want to do it. And we sat Gregory Soto. We're rolling Tanner Scott out there because he's like ridiculous over the course of the last month. And then we've got eight starters. And our eight starters are Sale, Darvish, uh, Kluber, Logan Webb, Spencer Strider, Jordan Montgomery, Joe Ryan, and Corey Kluber. So we've got 12 starts this week. So we're just going to pound the starting. I don't like going for two start pitchers who are going to dance with my, I don't want to pick up who like Zach Greinke on a two start week and throw him in a league like this. I just don't want to do it. I'm not going to risk it. I want great starters. So it was just like, let's just wait until uh sale comes back and, and, Kluber has a good matchup. Like, you know, we've been playing matchups the whole time and rolling three closers. And now we're going to go eight starters. And then we also picked up Reed Detmers this past week. Rob was insistent that we had to do it. And so we did. We've got Peralta waiting to come back as well. So there may be a time where we're throwing nine starters, but I don't want to throw a starter that I don't believe in. It's just too painful. It's too scary. So that's that's our plan. And and if we, by going for the overall championship, Dussault or Baker pass us, okay. Okay, but no, we're 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 playing for the we're playing for the big prize. All right, DVR does that? Did you, DVR did that all make sense? And do you do you think we're we're going the right path? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'm living the the opposite experience because of, of pitching injuries. I had 
Bueller and Woodruff as my big two. Thankfully, Woodruff is back and, and pitching well again, but Bueller had to be a drop. And now, because I was already I was already chasing ratios because Woodruff underperformed early and Bueller wasn't quite the Bueller I expected. There were people out there that didn't like Bueller and I didn't listen to them. I did my own thing and kind of bit me. But anyway, I'm chasing the Spencer Howards and the Bo Briskies and the, hey, these guys might not be good pitchers, but they've got two matchups that I like enough where I can just yeah. chase the volume. Chasing the volume sucks. It's not Chasing a fun the volume way to play. Sucks. It feels It feels awful. It feels dirty. The one thing... <laughs> One thing about that team that could actually help it dig out of the ratios hole just a little bit is it's an Otani team. And because of the way it was built, it was top heavy on offense. I'm strong enough in the offensive categories now where I can afford to pretty much throw Otani as a pitcher the rest of the way. Yes. So that's a, that's a pretty, I made that switch this week. I maybe could have made it sooner. I don't know. I, I'm. It's just, it's the cheat code potentially. It's the one player in the pool that, it is the way to problem. go. It's, I think if you have enough hitting, we're doing that in TGFBI. We're just starting Otani as a pitcher. And yeah, he brings everything as a hitter. But if we look at, I mean, he's against the Astros this week, which is a little nerve wracking because he could give up. I could see him giving up four runs in you know five innings and only striking out six or seven. It's possible. But overall, you're not going to get the two start weeks out of him. But geez, Louise. I mean, he's a top 10 pitcher right now, isn't he? I mean, Easily, in, yeah, yeah. On a, per, on a per start basis, yes, and I think it, it's easy to be frustrated by the the six man rotation because it it keeps him away from two start weeks, and I get that. But in terms of the K rate you're getting and the ratios, Otani is incredible right now. He's better than I ever thought he could be as a pitcher. Uh, they no, this is what I thought he. This is what he he looked like. His if you think back to his first few starts in the major leagues where he's throwing 100 with that diving slider, man. I love a diving slider. Diving slider. It's a diving sinker where it just, boom, drops off. The, I mean, the kid is, he's the MVP. I'm an Aaron Judge lover by far, favorite player. Otani's the MVP of the American League. It's not even close for me. Nando, do you agree? No, I was just thinking, as you guys were talking, I didn't want to interrupt. Can you mess up weeks if you choose the wrong place to put Otani? Yeah, I mean, he's going to contribute one way or another, but I mean, like, oh, if yeah. you guess poorly, you could be missing, you know, 15 strikeouts in a week, you know, in a two-star week, or you could be missing, you know... There's not two-star weeks. There's no th- two-star oh, right, right. Yeah, good point. All right. Oh, so you're missing, like, maybe you could lose out on eight or nine strikeouts, really low ERA and whip. 12 strikeouts, 13 strikeouts. Oh, yeah, like a, a regular innings. week. There's a few things here, like and the Astros right now without Yardon are still a good lineup, but they're not as scary yeah, without true. him as they are with that's him. That's right. So... For me, it was more like, what does your team really need? Who Who is your next best hitter you can put in? Because the gap between a team yes. that has good depth and a team that doesn't is also part of the equation. And then who's the pitcher that goes in when you don't use Otani? Are you throwing Spencer Howard in a one-start week, which would be right. really bad? Or you know, the, you have to kind of do that that kind of calculus every time. And yeah, you can get it wrong, right? I mean, you totally. can guess wrong. You could have Spencer Howard on your bench, and he could shove against the, the kind of a league average team. And Otani could have a down week as a hitter and you, you missed on both sides or you could be right on both sides. And I think more likely than not, you're going to be, I don't know, right, 70, 80 percent of the time. I don't I don't know what a good lineup decision batting average actually is, but I think you'd still be more likely to get it right if you're looking at it through the correct lens. The correct lens on this is exactly what DVR just said. I put in Wilmer, Rob and I put in Wilmer Flores in the utility spot. He's playing pretty much every day. He's hitting. He's doing really well. He's not going to get you the speed. And we put Otani in the pitching. If we didn't have Otani in the pitching, our choices were either Syndergaard against Houston. We saw how that went last night. Or Cole Irvin at Houston. Or Rosella Iglesias, which we don't need the this, this saves in this league either. It was a it was a no brainer choice because our our ace was uh, what's his name Flaherty from St Louis who is now off the team in yeah. TGFBI so it's like all right well we have an ace we got to use him so I think it's an interesting time for the first time since Otani has been in the major leagues playing I I would argue that his value as a pitcher rivals his value as a hitter and so then team dependent. I can see using him as a pitcher. And the upside, the other upside is there's few things as much fun, Spencer Strider being one, watching Spencer Strider pitch. But the other thing that's the most fun is watching you Darvish pitch because he's just awesome. I have a situation where I have Otani 
in my utility now. Um, but because my rotation is so good, I've, I've just kept them in my utility. Um, let me run through this rotation for you. This isn't to brag, although this is a great team. Uh, Shane Bieber, Corbin Burns, Shane McClanahan, Tristan McKenzie, Carlos Rodon. And then I got Nestor Cortez and Frankie Montas, who's you know hurt but not on the DL or the IL on the bench right now. Uh, this is a points league in CBS. Um, Otani's currently in utility. Uh, there's, I mean, uh, Carlos Correa, I guess I could put in utility instead of him and move Otani to starting pitcher. But who do you bench then as your starting pitchers? Say the pitchers again. Shane Bieber, Car- uh, Corbin Burns, Shane McClanahan, Tristan McKenzie, wow. Carlos Rodon. Rodon, however we're saying that. No, you're good. I that's mean, it. you're good either way, but I'd love to get... I, but wait, that's only five starters. How many starters do you have? It's a points league. It's a CBS points league. And then I got Clayson and Iglesias as my relievers. Oh, I got my, it. My wow, closers. team's pretty good. Team's that's pretty a, good. It's 11-2. It's a good team. Atop the power rankings and everything. Kenzie's probably, of the starters you mentioned, the guy that I trust the least. I like him, but he's, he's still a little bit inconsistent. And I think compared to everybody else, you have almost the entirety of your starter group otherwise are the... Leave him in all the time types. You hate Tristan McKenzie. It's so weird. I have him on teams, man. I'm, I'm just he telling you. Like, yeah, you, you, just you probably say... just do it just so you can bench him. <laughs> yes. I, I, I get joy from that. He doesn't know. And McKenzie's been great, man. I mean, you uh, to give you another pat on the head, man, pat on the head is a good thing. Not, not, not uh, you know, I think of it as baseball. It does ability. sound very demeaning. I know, but but it's not. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you rock. Like the guys that you're picking, are, these guys are turning out to be good, man. Listen to what Nando says. I owe it all to you. Who are you pitching at the top of this show? I mean, you know, the Leone Tavares. It's like, no, also, yeah, him too. Eggy, Eggy. Eggy. You're the one who's Eggy. I don't know, but people are looking for him. They're going to look for E-G-G-Y. The phonet- phonetics are very important here. All right, so E-Guy, E-G-U-I, E-G-U-Y. Yeah. All right, yes. there you go. I just, you got you got a little something, something. I don't know. So something. Everyone go pick him up right now in your CBS leagues and see if we can get him on the most added list as he goes from 0% to 1%. I think that would be, be awesome. Fun. Yeah. I dig that. I dig that. Okay, do we have that kind of power here on Under the Radar? Well, and tell you what, should... tell Rates and Barrels to pick a guy and tell everyone to add them there, and we'll see who wins. No. I think that'd doing? be fun. They're a brother show. You no. Don't do are you that. In, are, is Rates and Barrels in this feed or does it have its own feed? It has its own feed. Is oh. that a serious question right now? I'm, you know, I'm joking. I'm, that was a rhetorical <laughs> question. <laughs> what do you guys think of Reed Detmers? Diver. Reed, Reed Detmers is on this list. And like I said, Rob was Rob was talking about how he went back to the minors and he worked on the slider with his old coach and they struck out 14 and then came up and did it again. And he was like, we got to go get him." And I was like, Okay, he said it's going to be our next Strider Hunter Green. He's going to lead us to the Promised Land. I like Promised Lands. Um, do you guys buy it? DVR, do you buy Reed Detmers? A, a little bit. I mean, I, I think it, it's going to come down to command uh, for him in the long run with that pitch in particular. Is, is he going to throw the slider 30, 35% of the time going forward? That would be exciting. Obviously, the Angels need him if they're going to dig out of the hole they're in right now. I have just tried to lower my expectations for Detmers from breakthrough finishes the season as an SP3 type to hopefully now with the slider being fixed, a more consistent use him most of the time type starter in a typical nice. mixed league. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I'm not hoping for, you know, a 250 ERA and a, no, a one whip the rest a, of the a way. Solid you know. six, a solid SP6, somebody who you feel good about starting in a good matchup. You're not I mean, we're not starting him against the Dodgers. You right. know, don't not don't start him against the Dodgers. Don't start him against the Astros. Don't start him against the Yankees. But can you start him against Kansas City? You know. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I think I would take those chances to begin the second half coming out of the break in those matchups for sure. Forty one dollars. I tried to get him back on the on the aforementioned Bo Brisky Spencer Howard club and got outbid, which is sad. How much did they bid? How much did they bid? Ooh, what was the number? I, I tried. It's a, I tried to not outbid myself. 40s. That was my goal. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I only, I only went twenty two on him, and he went for forty one, forty two. Because I looked, that's what we paid forty one. Our backup, the backup bid was thirty seven, and the final bid was thirty six. Yeah, so damn, yeah. My, num- my number, oh, thirty seven is another. Like I usually, that's about where I land on players like that. And I tried to say, no, wait a minute, you can't use him this week. He won't pitch the first week out of the break. That's right. You can't stash everyone. That's Make right. Make a reasonable bid. And it's okay. at 22, you're okay. Because I, I am starting to look at my budget and say, if I'm going to keep chasing 
trashy two-star pitchers, which is trashy you know, two-star pitchers. Very good fantasy baseball team name. Trashy two-star pitchers. Going to use that in categories. I don't know what category is going to come up for me to be able to use it, but I'm going to use it someday, and it's going to be disputed at some family Thanksgiving in a future year. What we should do is buy a bunch of websites and name it trashy two-star pitchers and magazines. <laughs> we really so it's like, yeah. Magazines, someone rolls a T. Like, oh, I'll prove it to you. Here, look. Magazines. Trashy two-star pitchers. Yeah, like, really com. I've been setting up the, the two-point categories play by putting in an extraordinary amount of work and creating a whole bunch of intellectual property. That's how, much, that's how seriously I take games at, uh, at the holidays. But Would trashy two-star pitchers get you T, like two points for the T's in categories or just one? Like, do all the letters have to start with it? You, you get two points for the T's, but then you can use the other words because you use the T's after the T was rolled. Wow. Uh, okay. It's yeah, nice to take a trip back off. to board games from 1992. There we go. I bet you it's still one of the top 10 sellers today. Yeah, I mean, because people like me think it's still fun, but the... Hey, what are the 10 best-selling oh, board games? It. No, no, no more. No more. No more. <laughs> have to pay us a lot of money if you're going to do the hey stuff in the Seriously. show. Because we just gave him. We just. Come on now. I'm sorry. It's a new toy. It's fun. They, I'm bleeping it all of it. I'm going to bleep me saying it. I'm going to bleep all the mentions except for the first one. So okay. people know what you said the first time, but they're not getting three freebies. They can. They, they want that spot. They have to pay for it. All right. So I don't, I don't think anyone's thinking we're giving free advertising to Stop saying their name. <laughs> I mean, what you hey, by the way, I'm breathing air. There's your opening. Uh, yeah, we, There's your opening right that there. Out There's too. your opening. Maybe. Right there. Stop saying their name is the opening. Trashy two-start pitchers are surprisingly expensive. It's, hey, it's Jeeves, weird. how old is Burn Gorman? Guys, we're off the rails and it has nothing to do with me. That is not good. That is not good. I'm going to add this. Rob DiPietro, because it's about NFBC. I spoke to Rob DiPietro on the telephone. Why? Because he's a smart player and a nice guy. And he sent us a really nice, he sent me a nice message talking about the show and how he, much he enjoys the show. So we were talking about uh, bids in NFBC and how he was expressing that he was frustrated that uh, we were talking about Freddie Peralta, actually, and how he picked up Freddie Peralta for $16 and the backup bid was $1 and that he was sort of frustrated by that. And I was like, I'm not frustrated by that at all. I love a $16 bid with a with a one or th you know three dollar backup bid here's why if you want the player you want the player and if you say well if i bid four i might get him you're not going to get him and then you go well if i go nine i'll probably get him maybe you don't get him because someone else is thinking 11 so you pop it up and you say i want freddie peralta in august and september because why wouldn't you want freddie peralta in august and september bid 16 you're sure to get him I'm down with that. I don't feel bad about that. I, I'm not, I, I'm not a big believer in how, you know, the sexy 41, I, I mentioned 41 to 37 that the backup bid, but it was more because I thought that that was the area for Reed Detmers. I thought it was going to be high 30s. So that's why I went to 41. But my feeling on a bid, if you believe in the player, go get the player. If you've got to pay an extra $10 out of a thousand to make sure you get the player that you really like and that you really believe in. I'm 100% for that. DVR, what do you think of that? I've played in leagues back when I was first invited to Tout Wars where Vickery was used. And Vickery means mm -hmm. that if the next bid, like let's, let's say in the example, you bid 11 for a player and someone else bid one, you then get the player for two instead like of 11. That. I wish that was what it was. Well, I, I didn't like it at the time because I feel, I still generally feel more the way you just described. The player is worth what you decide the player is worth. Agreed. And, and yes. that's, that's a skill, like accurately pricing the player's Mm -hmm. is a skill and i don't think you should get a discount because part of the league fell asleep on the player or all the league was less interested in the player than you were okay. I, I don't think that's necessarily fair like if if you think you have a gem that you're going to sneak through then only bid a dollar and, and walk away with a player for a dollar and laugh in everyone's face later because they didn't bid or bid two right like you can get away with that that happens i'm looking at the bids right now for this week stephen piscotti spencer howard john scriber they all went for two bucks uncontested in my league. So it happens. Miles Straw uncontested for three. You get uncontested bids sometimes, even in really competitive leagues. And sometimes that's the right call. Sometimes people are right to not bid on a player. Uh, Brian Bayo was a guy. I didn't bid on Brian Bayo this week because I expected him to make one start and go down. And I didn't want to use him for that one start. Mm -hmm. So if someone in my league got Brian Bayo for $3 and I and everyone else didn't bid... But Bayo stayed up because he pitched well. Good for them. They got it right, and then everyone else got it wrong. That's Brian Bello for anyone else phonetically inclined. I'm just saying if you're looking for him. But Bayo is correct. That is the proper pronunciation of Bayo. 
Okay, I got to add this. Can I add this real quick? So last night we're watching the Yankee game. And I'm going to bed early because I got a big day today. Can't talk about it, but a big day today. So I'm lying in bed watching the game with Nicole. They're down. They were up 3 nothing. Clay Holmes, who had just been announced to the All-Star game and then went out and gave up four runs the next that night or the next night, which I think there's a correlation between that. I also think um, there may be a correlation between the guy who posted about Jamison Tyone saying, Ian Kahn, what an idiot you are because of body language. And and then he's the greatest pitcher of all time. And then he goes down. Like, I think how the pitcher thinks matters an awful lot. I hope people are watching the thinking of the players because you can learn a lot if you do that. So uh, Yankees are down four to three. Top bottom of the ninth. Joey Gallo's coming up. Aaron Judge, who was getting the night off, comes in to hit. I'm like, this is exciting. Nicole's like, this is very exciting. Is he going to hit a home run? I said, maybe. Three, two count. Ball kind of in the dirt. Judge chases, strike three. My wife looks at me and goes, Gallo could have done that. <laughs> it's a big time burn. That was like, I looked at her, I was like, that was so funny. She was like, I'm just saying, Joey Gallo was really good at striking out. We didn't need Judge to come up to do that. Gallo could have done that. It's like, yeah, I'm glad I married you, man. Wow. Jeez. Anyway, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a new catchphrase in the con house. Gallo could have done that. I like that. Yeah, over a bowl of cereal. Yeah, Gallo could have done that. Gallo could have done that. Is it, no, it's like anytime something goes wrong, <laughs> we get big enough that can be a roto wear shirt. Gallo could have done. Yeah. That. Uh, do you guys really want to guess the top ten selling board games of all time? Sure. Uh, you Monopoly. know this is so. Monopoly is number one. Here's the thing. But don't leave because we have one more fantasy baseball gem at the end. I don't want to spoil this because like number one is like chess. And number two is checkers. Checkers. And number, number three, three is, backgammon. is backgammon. Yeah. But yeah. number oh, four I... is Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah. It's got to be a Monopoly. All right. So anyone guess five, six, seven, eight, nine? So I'll give you both a couple of guesses, and then we'll. Go. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Scrabble. Scrabble is number four. By the way, this is super unofficial. It's from therichest.com, but it was the best one I could find. Scrabble's sure. number five. Scrabble's number, number five. five. So I've gotten one, two, three, four, five. Mm. I'm gonna say well, sorry. To be fair, I read the first three. Yeah. Uh, sorry. sorry. No, I'm sorry, my friend. Sorry. Trivial is Pursuit is on this list. Trivial Pursuit is on this list. Uh, yep. Trivial Pursuit is number seven. Nice. Got life on there. I was going to say life. Game of life. life is number 10, Diver. Nice. I was going to say life. I like that game. I always like that game. Shoots and ladders. I'm going to say shoots and ladders. No, but no. I'm just Candyland? in the interest of moving this along. You're close. Yes. Number nine, Candyland. All right. How many copies of Candyland do you own, Nando? Just one, actually. And it's Dude. very frustrating to try and teach a three-year-old how to play it. See, I would have assumed you would have had like two or three variations for sure. Like one Major League Baseball released a Candyland game in 1999. And uh, uh, no, you don't know me at all, my friend. Monopoly. Frank Thomas I've is the got... king of Gumdrop Mountain. <laughs> There's your opening. Maybe that's your pitch, DVR. Maybe you should go to Parker Brothers and be like, hey, I got a great idea for you. Is it really called Parker Brothers? And then there's so there's one more that we're there's one more that we're missing, right? Uh, well, you're missing number eight, which I don't think we'll get. And you're missing number six, which is possible. How about Uno? Does Uno count? Uno doesn't count on a board game, I guess. Okay, it's a card game. Listen, I'll put it here. Number eight was featured prominently. Apples to apples. Uh, no. Too new. It's a good game. You need longevity to be on this list. You need to be like the Jack Morris of board games to be on this list. Yes. Gotta be number six. Uh, actually, number six and number eight are both movies. Um Number eight was also Clue. featured prominently. That's right, Clue. All right, number eight. Oh, very good. Very good. Number eight was featured in a movie that probably neither of you will think it became a movie, um, but also featured prominently, no, in a, uh, in a movie starring... <laughs> Simcoe? A movie starring Simcoe? Alex, Alex Winter. I, I pass. What is it? Battleship. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Alex Winter quality. was Bill from... Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Quality games. Those are quality games. They're all they're all really good. All of those games are board games that you've seen appear in TV shows and movies. You've seen yeah. characters on long-running shows play those games. Scattergory's not in there, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I tried. There you go. There all we right, go. let's do this. Last one. Ian, take us home. Uh... Yeah. Uh, well, just we got, like whole... 30 things to choose from. So. Yeah, this... Well, I'm gonna... Should I... No, choose Should one I, of yours. Go ahead. Uh, the whole stolen bases into confidence. I think it really works. I think it's really right. If you got a guy who's struggling, he's going to try to steal bases. I think what it is, 
because I've given it more thought. Because somebody, it was a nice guy, I'm sorry I don't have your name, who was posting about, holy smoke, Jonathan India just stole a base. Maybe this is going to be his turnaround, like Khan said, dumb Khan said. It was Josh Donaldson where I was like, you know, it really does work. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Josh Donaldson tries to steal bases this past week. He stole like three bases in a week. <laughs> like chugging, chugging Josh Donaldson. And, and then goes nuts hitting the ball. And I think what it is, is baseball is a very sedentary game. And when you steal bases, it, it's sort of like you go back to being like my son now, my older son, 13 years old, who's was playing 12U because of the cutoff date. And you know, steal, every time you get on base, you steal bases. And you spend a lot of your childhood playing baseball. Stealing bases was like the most fun part of the game. So all of a sudden you steal a base and you feel like it's, it's fun again. It's just a game. Like, hey, I'm going to steal something. And I think it just changes the the energy and the momentum of the player. So I just want to sort of put that out there. And D- Nando, does that make sense? I mean, are you starting to see that a little bit, or d- does it d- does it resonate with you, as they say? Um, well, probably not, because you watch every Yankees game. Uh, so you know, I I'll sort watch by every most game. steals in the last seven days. That'll pop uh-huh. up, and then I'll dig in and say why. Maybe he's getting healthy. You know, maybe he's he's feeling good. And he wants to. I don't know. Maybe he's like, hey. Uh, Everybody hates me because of the Tim Anderson thing. Maybe I should show some value for my fantasy people. I think, but see, that's what I mean. I think that that I think that that's it's. I'm gonna. I'm sucking. I'm, I play. I'm playing badly. Let me steal a base. That'll add value to the to the team. Yeah, but, and then but once I do people that, hate him in real life. No, it's not. A, it's not, not a let's not get into thing. that. We're not going to get into that. Today, oh, that's truth. But, but I mean, it's the truth. No, I understand. But stealing bases, it just opens. It like opens a different portal. DVR, have you given that some thought? Yeah, well, I think it's it's a way of, as you said, creating some value when you're not providing a lot of value otherwise. And maybe that gets your confidence back in the place mm-hmm. where you can start to hit a little bit better. I mean, it's a it's a very soft science sort of look at something, and it's not going to be something that works every single time, but it could be that, that beginning of a turnaround. It could be that signal. Yep, soft science. That's the whole game for me. I'm, I'm a soft scientist. I like that's that. It. Oh, and Oswald Peraza, he was number one on our list. We didn't even talk about him. Well, I just got to say his name, Oswald Peraza. It came out of go. a tweet last night because DVR discovered that the Scranton Wilkesbury uh, Rail Riders are the ultimate Nando lineup team. Literally the yeah. ultimate it's Nando bizarre. lineup team. Really it is amazing. Weird. It is bizarre. It's, it's like it just kept going, and it was just like these are all of Nando's guys are in AAA with the New York Yankees. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so who's Oswald? Let's dig a little deeper in Oswald Peraza because that's a name I don't really recognize. Well, Peraza's been around. Okay, go ahead. You well, he has been it. around for a little while, but I mean, I haven't dug in too deep into him. I see Yankees prospect and I kind of dismiss them because they're never going to make the team. So anyway. They'll make someone else's team, though. Yeah, maybe. Your boy, Josh Smith, he was a Yankees prospect once. That's yes, true. he was. Traded for Joey Gallo. Miguel Andujar, they just won't trade him for some reason. But maybe with Hicks being hurt now, who knows? Maybe he comes yeah. back up and he hits 278. Maybe he does. He's the new he, Frazier. Then they send him back down. Poor Frazier's in the minors, too. Where is he? Who who signed Frazier? Cubs just let him go through waivers. Oh, and he's down. Oh, hey, that makes sense. Whole league let him go through. Jackson Frazier now, if you're looking to see how he's doing. Okay. Yeah. Let's get out of here. It was good to be back. Feels great. I offered Ian the chance to take us out, and he said no. So. Hell no. Are you, are you kidding? Hey, what's up with Ariel like, Cohen? Do you not talk to him anymore? Did you guys have fun? I don't know. I spoke. I spoke to. I spoke to Ariel on Sunday night. He 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 really. You know, he was lying in bed and he was happy to talk. But but I said, Ariel, why don't you go? You know, I, no, I didn't say it like that. I said, Ariel, why don't you get get yourself a little bit of sleep? I, you know, I mean, you know, it's good to talk. I mean, I, I can't believe what you guys are doing in GDD. I mean, you're driving us crazy. Like you're tied with us now for first place. Was he in bed or on the bed? You, I don't know. I think he was in bed. You like, undercover. I, I just. I don't know if he was under covers, but when I called and I could hear his wife in the background, I was like, Ariel, he's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to sleep. But, you know, you were calling. So I figured, I, you know, I'd definitely pick on. You think we'll he was a bathrobe? A... You think he's a bathrobe kind of guy? No, definitely not a bathrobe kind of guy for me. No, but uh, but apparently I just saw on Twitter this morning that he won his softball championship. Uh, the Tuesday team just won the softball championship. And what I found interesting about this picture, if you want to take a look on, on Twitter, was you think of Ariel as the guy who gets the trophy, sticks it over his head, and goes, I'm the man. But he's not. He's very calm, very, you know, everyone else is doing I'm the man. He's just like, I'm the man. Act like you've been there. He acts like he's been there and there. It was really fun to see. All right, we're going to go. For the guy who actually thinks that the greatest high-stakes fantasy baseball competitor ever is going to help him win the main event, Ian Cobb. (laughs) That is right, and he will, because he's a very nice Canadian man. 
for the man who's going to make a pro and con list of if he hates Tristan McKenzie or Google Assistant more, Derek Arreba. Oh, it's the blank assistant, hands down. <laughs> we got to go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope this was helpful. Good luck in all your leagues. Happy almost all-star break. We'll see you later. Bye. Good talk. Good talk.